otra vez. To be determined. Episode de. season season de episode de. dope. All right. Uh, let's talk. What do you think? S- sports? Should we talk? Should we talk sports? Yeah. Let me. Yeah, yeah. That's on the agenda today. Okay, sports. All right. Well, we'll just hop right into it. The NFL season is in full swing, and we just finished week four of action. Week four. Pending uh, tonight's Monday night matchup against uh, yeah, we're the New York Giants and Minnesota Vikings. Recording this about an hour before game time, so yeah, hopefully that doesn't sway our decisions <laughs> too much. But one thing, the first game I want to talk about is that New England game. Getting swept, not, not getting swept, getting shut up by the Bills at home, and I have to say, yours truly called that one. You did, and... I didn't want to believe it, especially New England at home and, and, yeah. and the system. That no, had. I mean, it had all the makings of uh, New England whomping, uh, which is exactly why I picked the Bills. So last week on the pod, I said that this felt like a trap game just because Rex Ryan's playing for, basically playing for his life. This is the Ohio State, Michigan. This is Auburn, Alabama. Oh. This is, this is Ryan... Rex Ryan, I think, has pretty much bought himself the season. You win in New England. You know, he's the saving grace of all the, the entire, the only team to beat New England at least one time while they didn't have Brady. Get one off the board. Uh, and that's what I think, just think he's bought job security for probably the rest of the year. Oh, definitely. The, the Bills could go 1 in 15 and Rex Ryan beat New England. And right. He might be, he might be okay for these. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen after the year? I'm, the team, it's still, it's not, it's not good. It's not um, good. Personally, I, I thought Belichick had a trick up his sleeve, and then I forgot that he cuts those bitches off. So, well, now I have another theory. Now, I, I, I wish I would have seen this one from last week, but my theory is that, you know, we I'm, I'm pretty sure Belichick and Brady heard our pod from last week because, especially, I think Brady heard the pod and us I, talking about, I did what do you think? I sent it to Giselle. I, I tweeted her. So we know for sure he yeah. listened to last week's yeah. pod, and it probably fired him up a little bit because... We had, there's been some talk of Tom Brady maybe being a system quarterback. Oh, I'm I'm buying into this. So 100%. no, it's clearly true. I, I, it's true. He's a system quarterback. But my feeling is, you know, there's been a lot of talk. You know, TBD podcast gets out there. Brady hears the pod. Giselle, you know, passes the information on, and Br- that doesn't sit well with Brady. So Belichick does a solid for his boy and just surrenders this game. He says, you know what, we gotta lose. We're gonna lose one for Brady. So with all this. You know, so now we can say to the, now we can say everybody, look, we do need Brady. We do, we need Tommy, we need Tommy Boy back. Look, we, we. So, so Billy check the genius again, standing behind yes. the boy. You know, su- you know, suffering the loss, even though he probably could have won. You know, come on, in a shutout. Come on, yeah, exactly. he gets shut out. Come on, the week before he beats Houston, a playoff team in Houston, twenty-seven zero with Jacoby Brisket. Barbecue brisket, brisket brisket in Texas without JJ Swat with though. yeah okay no with JJ Watt last week that was last that was the last Thursday oh. the Thursday night right yep. he yes he played that game so he probably wasn't at full strength still beats the Texans 27-0 on the road on a Thursday night then comes home has 10 days to come home and prepare for Buffalo and the lowly fucking Bills and gets shut out 16-0 oh. it's too come on Come, he's better than that. Ten days to prepare for the same Bills team, the same Rex Ryan teams that he's been facing for the last, you know, eight or nine years, and he gets shut out. If, to me, it's it just oozes with evidence of, you know, Belichick throwing Tommy a bone, getting rid of this talk, saying, "See, we need we need him back," right? Yes. What do you think? No. Am I crazy? <laughs> Maybe. no 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 maybe (laughs) maybe the jury's out well moving from new england let's go to old england where uh the jaguars played a home game and probably probably in their future home the old england they're gonna go from the jacksonville to the old england jaguars (laughs) uh beat the lowly colts with andrew luck um 30 to 27. And I, I just want to say the old England Jaguars got picked up their first win, uh, which is good enough tied for second. And, and I really want to, I really want to thank Blake Bortles and Alan Robinson. Uh, forgot that 
there was an early game. I forgot there was a London game, and I woke up to a nice fantasy alert that Allen Robinson three yard score. That was a nice thing to wake up to. Uh, sad for me that was about the only touchdown that my fantasy team scored last week. Unfortunately so. for me, uh, I jumped ship before it said till. <laughs> you uh, jumped the Bortle ship. I, I jumped oh, the Bortle no. ship as it was taken off for Old England. Yeah, uh, and I paid the consequence. Blake shut me up and. Never but again. Never again will I probably ever start <laughs> Don't ever doubt. Did you doubt? So you doubted Blake Bortles, and what does he do time and time again? He just shuts me up. He's just comfortable in Wembley Stadium. He's comfortable in, ja- in Jacksonville for all the wrong reasons, so <laughs> maybe Wembley will be a nice new, I think uh, new this, home for they probably They probably all have apartments and condos in, somewhere in downtown London, right? I mean, this is their home away from home. Uh... So, yeah, the old England Jags. Uh, more sad fantasy news for Mar <laughs> Podney Dangerfield's team. Oh, my goodness. Flash, Jay Smooth. Josh Gordon. The hype train. It's, uh, the hype this- train derailed and crashed, and it's people, they're still looking for body parts. <laughs> uh, so. This guy's been suspended since 2014, 2015. Yeah. So, my question, like, he needs he he needs money. He he hasn't been earning money for eighteen months, and this just reeks of uh, you know, it's been talked about a lot. This just reeks of an upcoming failed drug test. Oh yeah. So the the initial report is that he was caught with a pound of marijuana at the <sighs> Cleveland airport, uh, which I'm I'm not sure if it was TSA or the Cleveland PD. They they said that that wasn't true, but I mean, you have to think something's something's going on hasn't played in over a year and a half and he waits till the eve of his first coming game to you know right check into rehab for alcohol related issues okay so have those reports been substantiated a pound of weed or is the, are those just kind of inklings cuz part of me i'm torn part of me is thinking who is dumb enough to bring a pound of weed into the Cleveland. Okay. Hey, not only that. So his supposed flight was going from Cleveland to Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California. Where he could have picked up a pound of weed. He could probably could have had Uber, somebody Uber deliver a pound of weed. From, <laughs> but then you have to leave El Segundo to his, get a pound of weed. His weed maps delivery driver is also an Uber driver. Right. And the j- two birds. Right. I, no, for those non. 420 friendly uh listeners out there of the tbd pod a pound of weed is not like it's not like a you know a little barbell pound that you see at the gym it's not like that size a pound of weed is you could rest your head on it and go to sleep you go to sleep on a pound of weed it is about yeah it's exactly right it's about the size of a small pillow worth of just of greenery and just some dank stuff and you're gonna bring that (laughs) into the airport so part of me is thinking who is dumb enough but the answer is Josh, Josh Gordon, Gordon is, is dumb, dumb enough. So I, I'm torn because I'm, it's both highly unbelievable, but then you talk about who it is, Josh Gordon, and it's like, yeah, I guess so. I guess he's the one. Fool me twice. <laughs> Maybe three times. Thrice. Thrice. <laughs> shame on all of us. Sa- shame on all of us. Uh, so did you see those, those – uh, those, there was some screenshot of uh, some restaurant in L.A., Reservations that did you know what I'm talking about though? No, no, tell me. (laughs) Some swanky, uh, you know, you know, hip restaurant club in downtown LA for the night. The night that uh, Josh Gordon's rehab was announced, table for two. Jay Manziel and Jay Gordon (laughs) was leaked out. Couple ex Browns, you know, just getting together. So you know. That could be complete bullshit. I mean, anybody can call in uh, and say that they have a you know reservation for Jay Manziel and Jay Gordon, and yeah. somebody, you know they're going to take it. We used to go to you know Pancake House on the weekends, and you know, we used to register names for Han Solo and fucking <laughs> Mickey Mouse. So it's you know I'm not saying that that is a completely that is a completely accurate uh, thing, but it is kind of hilarious to think about the night of two Browns who just like to party. It's not their fault. No. And it's not Josh's fault that he likes to smoke marijuana and the NFL is completely against it. But that's a whole other subject. In other news, uh, Hope, you know, with Josh Gordon's paternity suit coming out, Hope, uh, all you fantasy players are stashing Jay- Josh Gordon Jr. in your deep 
in your D- I hope you're stashing him for 20 years from now because I think the hype train I think the hype train is starting now for Josh Gordon yeah maybe the third who knows how many kids alright well there's actually some more football games played in the NFL this week what did we talk about it? the Los Angeles Rams yet well we did last week and what do you know I'd win another divisional game on the road mind you the tie for first three and one Los Angeles Rams I mean you want to talk about winning games the ugly way Look yes. no further than Los Angeles. They're definitely horrendous on offense. No, yes, they are. I, which is crazy to say because we have one of top two running backs in the game, in my opinion. Well, a top three running back. Top you know. three. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a stud, but when your defenses don't have to worry about any passing game whatsoever, uh, you know, he's not, the numbers aren't showing. He's not he's not putting up the numbers that I'm sure a lot of uh, fantasy owners yeah. would like him to or a lot of Rams owners or Rams fans we would like him to, yeah. to put up but it's great and also in his defense he's gone up against a couple of uh, solid defenses in right. Seattle and Arizona the last couple weeks. No, I'm not I, no reason I don't think any reason to lose faith in Todd Gurley no, right definitely. now. I don't think we're seeing the full force and of his powers. These are going to be the Rams games though. Uh ugly grind them out, you know. Right. Hopefully win the turnover battle. This is what they want. Uh, I don't know if this game, though, says more about the cards or more about the Rams. The, I don't... Ram, the Rams D-line did take out Carson Palmer. No, Rams D is legit. Rams D is legit. That's – that. I think that is, is – and, you know, the Rams are probably trying to go the way of the Vikes this year. The okay. Broncos last year, just the model of – Build we'll just build the D up, a super solid D, a super solid defensive front line uh, can help your cornerbacks out and just put up 17 points, okay. which is exactly what they did yesterday, right? 17 to 10, was yeah. that the final score? That's exactly what they did yesterday. 17-13. 17-13, excuse and their, me. And their upcoming schedule is pretty manageable. They're at home next week against your Buffalo Bills. <laughs> My um, Buffalo Bills, right? Then they travel to Detroit. <laughs> Who we all know is Detroit. right. Yeah, and then, anything uh, could happen in Detroit. And then they go to Jacksonville's hometown of Old England to uh, <laughs> play the Giants. So they're those, taking they're taking Jacksonville's home game away from them. <laughs> yes, it's too bad. Those are three winnable games for the Rams. So I mean, Jeff Fisher is terrible of coach as everyone makes him out to be. It's C- terrible is probably an overstatement. A mediocre coach. <laughs> But uh, they could be sitting at five and two going into their bye week, though. So not not looking too bad. That would be nice. Uh, Seahawks are starting to come alive in that in uh, the NFC West, so they're the favorites. I, I, I don't know. Five. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to be preseason. Personally, I had Arizona. And, I think uh, everybody did, of course, with that defense and. Uh, but, but I guess we'll see what happens with Palmer. You know, and well, and, you know, we haven't talked about it at all our it's our number one overall pick that we gave up a bunch of draft picks is still not yet to take a snap, which is both encouraging and highly discouraging. Yeah. I guess I, I I don't know what to make of that. I think obviously terrible preseason. The jury is clearly still out on Jared Goff, but uh, you know, allegedly he's the future. It's it's not a, it's not great though that our that we you know give away all these draft picks to to get the number one overall and our quarterback can't even get in the game. Yeah, was there three or four other rookie quarterbacks that are winning games uh, in the NFL and our number one overall pick can't take a snap behind center and, and Case Keenum and hold on to the ball. I don't know. It, I think it's just it's it wouldn't be fair to him to put him behind. Yeah, a, a mediocre offensive line, and then a stacked box on top of that. So. Yeah, I, you know what? That's for him. I'm sure he's plenty happy to be to be riding pine right now. As long as hopefully, you know, he's using that time to, you know, to his advantage, and not just because he's scared. Because he definitely looks scared in preseason. You know, we a lot of times we forget that this is the old that you know that's the old mode. This is the old you know the old way of doing things. Is you draft a quarterback and he and he learns. Sits and learns. And yeah, learns. ideally you'd have him behind a little bit more formidable starter than Case Keenum. But yeah. I think you're right. I think that's right. I think if to, th- to, just, to just throw him into the lion's den behind a pretty weak offensive line with no weapons other than Gurley around him. I mean, your best receiver 
is going to be Tavon Austin, yeah. who's not even really a receiver. Brian Quick and Kenny Britt. I mean, these are all right. I, I, you know, mediocre. You want your you I, ideally you would want a rookie quarterback to have superior, you know, elite weapons yeah. behind him. You look. I mean, Tavon Austin is electric, but he's also a small guy and you know, look kind of at, hard to get the ball to. You know, you I was uh, I don't know where it was, but you there was a uh, I think it was sure on I'm sure it was on Reddit. Tavon Austin's you know catch chart, like eighty percent of his catches or something ridiculous have been behind the line of scrimmage. He's not even an actual receiver, and he's not big enough to play running back. He's a playmaker. Yeah. So to call him your best weapon on offense, well, your best offense in, in the aerial game is you know that's not a very strong endorsement uh that being said the offensive line does need to get short up rams have a long way to go for sure but you know sitting at three and one right now is a lot better than a lot to be excited for yep uh especially you know football's back solid defense Angeles. yeah football's back in la baby um what else so, this week's games, I don't know, you want to talk next week's, next week's games? Sure, I mean, yeah, let's let's move on. I, I didn't look at all of them, I have... Uh, yeah, yeah, we have a few picks, so I'll just read off, yeah, I can just read off some of the lines and we can, you know, we can, we can make some picks. Okay. We'll make three picks each, yeah. starting this week, and we're going to stick to it, and we're going to figure out our records, we'll keep a running total, and the loser at the end of the season buys beers for no let's just our, make it a weekly for all of our listeners. let's yeah exactly for all of our listeners out there uh yeah exactly so tell your friends to listen because we'd be we'd be buying beers somewhere along somewhere along the curtain and lights for everybody hell yeah uh okay so uh tonight's game well we won't talk about giants or or giants or dogs Four or four and a half, depending on where you look in Minnesota. So that's the that's the finish up week four. We got a Thursday night game, Arizona minus three in San Francisco. This is actually one of my plays. Oh, is that right? Yep, I'm a self proclaimed Mister Thursday Night. I have uh, <laughs> Arizona minus twenty eight. I don't care how big this line is; it's actually minus three. Really? Yep. Uh, Despite everything you've seen. Yep. From or I guess. Or lack thereof. What little you've seen. I do not believe in San Francisco. I think they're garbage, even at home. Um, Bruce Arians might be on the lukewarm, getting pretty warmer into hot seat, you know. He had a lot of expectations coming into this year. Sitting at 1-3, and three, this is a must-win for him. Drew Stanton might be playing quarterback, though. You don't care. <sighs> I don't care. And I, and I think Carson Palmer comes back. Uh, I, I saw the hit. I think he just came out of some... Did they come? Did they? Did, has anything been confirmed? Did he? Re, did he receive a concussion? Don't know. I mean, I saw him walk off, so I. <laughs> so he's fine. He's fine. So the NFL, you know, going by NFL concussions uh, protocol, he's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get back in there. Exactly. Well, he didn't come out for the rest of the game. Yeah, minus three feels a little low. Even with Drew Stanton behind, I, you know, don't forget Drew Stanton. I, I guess maybe I tell myself I shouldn't be telling you. Drew Stanton was a. Had a solid year for them. It was like two or three, two years ago when Palmer went out for the season. Uh-huh. And then he gets hurt in the playoffs and kind of eliminates any chances the Cardinals had at making a run. Yeah. But Talk about a team with a lot of weapons. I mean, you've, you have uh, Johnson yeah. and Fitz. And- David Johnson, my fantasy god, about the only person showing up week in and week out. I don't mean to make this fantasy related, but um, let's just suffice to say I have a lot of woes. David Johnson not being one of them. Uh, yeah, it's, receivers are still solid. The offense, though, is seems to be their problem. So, you know, but you're right. They do have weapons. They just I feel some, like they have a lot less problems in San Francisco. So I'm sticking with uh, Arizona on the road on a short week. A little pissed off. Okay, you're picking AZ minus one. Okay, minus uh, one is that what it's worth? Or I'm sorry, your first pick is Arizona minus three in San in San Francisco. And I have a feeling that line's going to climb. I, I think the public. Might see things the same way. Uh, and we'll wait to see what happens with Carson Palmer. I'm sure in the next day or two they'll have a better diagnosis. Or maybe not. But this is what a lot of people were saying about Arizona. The one question mark was if... Was Carson Palmer. Because then basically he had an MVP type year last year. And nobody could say for sure if he was going to stay healthy. Now concussions haven't usually been his problem. But 
Uh, we'll see. Okay, not terrible. That wasn't that wasn't one of my picks. I just don't know what to make of that Arizona team right now. I want to say that they're. I still think that they're good. I mean, it's the exact same team from last year. Exactly, and their defense is almost good enough to win them some games. So yeah, but it, they just they haven't yet, and you know they. The games that they've lost haven't been particularly close either. Red flags, and not the good kind in Arizona. Not the good kind of red flags that the Cardinals want to see. But uh, Niners are garbage. I might be able to. You could probably talk me into one of those picks because I'm unsure on my third pick. But you know, we'll talk about that later. Let's get to your first pick. Which one is it? Okay, so I pick. I'm I'm picking San Diego plus four in Oakland. Ooh. Yeah, I just. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I the, look at every one of those charges. You look San at every Diego, San Diego gave New Orleans their first win of the year at home in San Diego. A one point game. Didn't they have a two score lead like with Hey, no. Half a quarter to go. Hey, I'm not picking them to win. I'm picking them to cover to the cover. <laughs> to cover the four points. Okay? It just it feels they've they, you know, bad losses. It feels like a field goal game to Yeah, you. yeah, Either bad loss. Yeah, bad it's a divisional game in Oakland. San Diego are notorious, notoriously better on the road. Yeah. Um, it just feels like a feel. I like the four points, three and a half. I, I, you know, I would have even taken it at three and a half. Um, I just like, I just like at least a field goal game. Yeah. They lose. They lose. They're up three scores to Kansas City week one. Lose that game by less than a touchdown. Barely lose to. Oh man, I should really know this. It's been three close games, though. Three or four close games. One-point games a lot of times. We might have to check the over on this game because neither team can really stop anything. So, uh, uh, Raiders' defense looked a little bit... Actually, that was I a, actually watched a, way... Uh, I watched a lot more of that game. Actually, that game ended up being a great game, but the Ravens-Raiders game. Raiders gave up 27 to the Ravens, and San Diego gave up 35 yesterday to New Orleans. I so. need to take a look at that over. Um... Yeah, I, I just feels it feels like a closer game in Oakland. Oakland, I think, is a better team, but it's a divisional game. You know, these games are wonky. These teams play each other twice a year. They know each other a lot better. I think the the lines should be a little bit closer than than what you think. It just feels a point too high. I, I'm going to take the points okay. in Oakland. Well, I'm going to go to my second game. I'm taking uh, Tennessee plus three and a half on the road uh, mm. at Miami. Mm. Um, my, Tennessee's coming off a bye. Miami's coming off a pretty ugly win on Thursday night. Um, I just, I Tennessee's not coming off a bye. Tennessee is coming off a bye. No, they're not. They played. Did they yesterday? Yep, sure did. Who did they play? They played the Texans, and they. Why, why are you fact checking? Well, I, I'm just saying they didn't come off a bye. They're they're not coming off a bye. Eagles and <laughs> we'll have to edit this out. <laughs> Uh, but I, while you're taking a look at that, I think you're right. I don't know why Miami is favored by three and a half over, I don't know. I don't think they should be favored over anybody. Right. What was the score of that game? Lost to the Texans? Yeah, 20 to 27. Yeah, Texans went on a return punt. Not to close the game, but that was the, that was the go-ahead score. This just feels like another ugly 10 a.m. game to me that uh, is going to come down to a field goal either way, you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if... Mariota came out hot. Well, I don't think Miami should be favored by three and a half points. I think they're probably a bottom five team. Problem is Tennessee. You know, Tennessee, you know, they, they're not a great team, but I think they're better than Miami. I mean, I think they can outright win this game in Miami. Uh, they, you know, they come from behind to beat the Lions, one of those games. They give Minnesota a, they give Minnesota a close game week one. Um, you know, lose a close game. This past week, I like the pick. Not one of mine either, but uh, it's yeah. Tannehill will do everything he can to give that give that game away. I think. I think uh, if if the Dolphins are if, if the Dolphins are down three with uh, you know in the fourth quarter, guaranteed pick. Yeah, fumbles, yeah, exactly. Something. Yeah, something's gonna happen. Tannehill's gonna give it away. All right, my pick second. The Chicago Bears of Chicago plus five in Indianapolis. I just 
I don't think Indianapolis is any good. You know what? I'm right there with you. I feel like they give they get way too much love. Andrew Luck gets way too much credit, and he gets way uh, too and much benefit of the doubt. And, and he shouldn't entirely. He shouldn't. He they, you know, it's been it's been beaten over and over again. But they cannot keep him upright. That game, the Jags were beating him up all day in London, and. And they just can't keep him upright. And the Bears have a formidable D. They still have weapons on offense. Brian Hoyer is as veteran, as experienced a, a backup quarterback as you're going to find uh, in the league. He has those games, you know, every... No, I, I totally hope you're right. I hope Brian Hoyer outperforms Andrew Luck this game. He has to scramble around in the pocket and find a receiver on the run. That's just... Five points just seems way too high yeah. for me. I, I, I five points just seems way too high for me. Uh, the Bears are not great, um, and they're on the road. But you know they have some weapons, and five points just it's it's too many. I'm taking the points once again. I don't know. I actually I might be changing my mind on this one. Bears players might be hungover, coming off their high. You know they're they're they got their first one of the year. They're one and three, beating Detroit. Um, you know, and Indy coming off a a sad win, but you know maybe Indy comes back jet lag. Well, they lose. Indy loses. Come on, bro. Indy loses in... They're coming off a sad loss. That's what I meant. Did I say sad win? <laughs> yeah. Sad loss. <laughs> we do a lot of editing this week on the, on the DVD podcast. English. Don't tell your, friend, tell your friends to skip this part. But we are still buying beer for our listeners, so yeah. <laughs> keep listening. Uh, all right. So that was, that was my second pick. All right. So, moving on to my third pick, I got New England minus 10.5 at Cleveland. Brady's out of jail. Uh, Deflategate is over. Um, Finally. And I think we're going to see a true system quarterback, you know, find his home, find his place. I'm not mad at all. 10.5 is a huge line, and it is rightfully so. So, if I can make a case the other way. It is Brady's first game back. He hasn't been with. He hasn't even been with the team for a month. Exactly. He hasn't even thrown to his receivers for over a month. Right. So if I so if I'm going to make Cleveland's case, the case for Cleveland, it's just that it is Brady's first game back. Obviously, that's an upgrade from whoever was playing quarterback. Even though you know the system comes. So, first it, so if Cleveland as covers, well. it's because of the rust on Tom Brady, not because Cleveland, you know, played like a. Well, there's nothing to be excited about in Cleveland. So, yeah, there's I think you're absolutely right. The only way the only way Cleveland covers this game, I think is if New England just if if it's a if it's a Belichick Brady, let's just win this and move get the first one out of the way and move on. If Brady's sailing balls over Gronk's head. And- yeah. I mean, the balls are going to be at their normal they're going to be PSI. Yeah, they're going to so that might throw them off, you know. Uh, Giselle and his kids have been the only ones catching his footballs for the last month. You know, he's been in Italy, nude sunbathing, yeah. on vacations. Different kind of footballs over there. Who probably, knows what's going to happen hasn't. for, who knows what's going to happen in that month. Maybe yeah. he, maybe he decides that he, maybe he got a little too comfortable on vacation. He comes back and he's not, who knows? First week, first week back. Yeah. I don't know. You think he comes out in a pair of uh, customized uh, Uggs cleats? Uggs cleats? Yep. I don't see why he wouldn't. So we had Demarcus Ware come out in the in the Yeezys. I think Brady could easily come Look, out. Look, listen, in the Uggs Tom, cleats. Tom, Tommy, and Giselle have spent the last month and a half on vacation. Okay, they probably spent a lot of dollars. Yeah. Tommy needs to get some of that money back. He's, yeah. he's poor now, Marlon. His kids need to eat. Yeah. He's got to get back on the Ugg hype train. The Ugg market train. Yeah. Okay. It's about to get cold, real cold in Foxborough. Definitely not here in California. So the case for New England, obviously they lose the game that they didn't want to lose. Uh, Tom Brady's trying to push his Uggs cleats. Right. Yeah. Um, and Vilichick just wants to say fuck you to Roger Goodell. Gronk, who knows what the hell is going on with him. He might have been just been saving himself until Brady gets back because he knows... Uh, you know, he's been in and out. He's been in. He's been in and out of injury limbo for the last, you know, since the season began. That could have all been a ploy too. Who knows? I this it, it feels feels like maybe they're just taking their boys out for a spin this week too. I don't know. I could see this game going either way as far as covering. Random uh, stat of the day: last time the Browns beat the Pats in Cleveland, 
think Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. That's funny. So it's really funny. That was in the early nineties, I want to say. So this would be a real poet. It would be a real poetic uh, uh, encounter mm-hmm. if the Browns could win again. Am I right? Yeah, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. All right, my third and final pick is a controversial one. The Jets, minus seven and a half in Pittsburgh. Ooh, tell me why, why, why. I I, See, I had the Jets this week. I thought they were going to bounce back, and they just didn't show up at all. Well, It it really disappointed me. I had them as my survivor pick, a little ballsy. That was my fault, but I, I drank the juice a little bit. I believed in their defense, you know. Mr. Harvard, I, I thought he had it figured out, wasn't really making mistakes, and uh, well, they just really let me down. I think the Jets, no, I know, and I'm not completely sold. This is definitely, if I had to, if I had to rate this on my confidence, in my confidence poll, it'd be last, absolutely last. And then did you watch the Steelers last night, the way they handled Kansas City at home with Le'Veon back? No doubt. Uh, line just feels a little high. Seven and a half. I'm picking dogs in three straight games. This is the, this is this is the week of the of the of the road dogs. Road dogs. Um, I feel like this is just going to be a little bit closer game. Steelers. Yeah, you're right. It's almost it's like an irrational pick. I want the Jets. I want the Jets to do well. Yeah. I'm still I'm still a closet. No, not even in the closet. I'm still uh, Jets are still my second favorite team. I'm like, I'm just trying to send some. Mikey K juju towards them. I don't. I still. I think they're a lot better of a team than they've played the last yeah. two weeks. You know, Seattle. Seattle is a legit team. They are. They're a legit playoff team. So losing to them is. You know, it's not the dam. It's not damning up. Look, we went into the season knowing that the Jets' s- s- uh, schedule was as brutal as it is in the NFL. I mean, they've had a brutal stretch so far, yeah. and this game included seven and a half. Just seems too high. Alright. Okay? I'm 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 not buying it. But you're not you're not drinking you're not drinking the Jets Kool Aid? I'm not drinking the Jets Kool Aid again. Okay. Never again. Well they're gonna come so next Monday when we talk again, we're gonna be talking about how uh Fitzpatrick threw for six touchdowns and that's it. I don't okay. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're gonna be talking about that. <laughs> you don't think so? No. <laughs> that's weird. We'll uh, pre record that one and then just Go, yeah. Go get the tape when that happens. Okay, great. Alright. <laughs> uh okay, so we got okay, so let's so to recap my picks, I have San Diego plus four in Oakland, Chicago Bears plus five in Indianapolis, and New York football jets plus seven and a half in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm taking two road favorites in Arizona at San Fran, Mr. Thursday night's pick. <laughs> uh the New England Patriots at Cleveland Browns, minus ten and a half. And Tennessee plus three and a half on the road against uh, Miami Dolphins squad. That's going to be an ugly game. Don't watch it. Just uh, tell me that I won. Yeah, I also looked at. I was also looking at uh, Philly minus three over Detroit. Philly coming off a bye. I don't know. I I might switch that Jets pick to. No, I'm not going to switch it because these are going to make these official. I'll stick with the Jets right now. But I was really looking at the Philly minus three at Detroit. Uh, I just still don't know. You know, all signs have been. Good for Philadelphia Carson, the Philadelphia Pennsylvania Eagles, but I just don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I'm not. I'm not complete. I'm not completely sold on that team yet. So we'll see. All right. So now we got those tallied up. We'll we'll, we'll find out the results next week. And loser buys beers for our entire audience. <laughs> There's a lot of money on the line. Um. All right, let's um, talk a little bit NBA. Shift sports. NBA yeah. Action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little NBA action. So you were talking about some divisional, some divisional odds. Yeah, I was perusing uh, my local gambling site and was looking at odds, and um, not as far as NBA championship odds go. Mm-hmm. Um, you might just be an idiot if you don't bet. Uh, Cleveland, Golden State, or mm-hmm. San Antonio. I mean, those are the three realistic contenders for a championship. Right. But I was looking at division odds, and the Atlantic division kind of, Atlantic division kind of struck me. 
Um, you have Boston and Toronto are the favorites. Boston minus 140, Toronto minus 125. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the New York Knickerbocker, New York Knickerbocker is at a plus 700. And I think that's a, a real value pick right there. Plus 700. Plus 700. Um, so the so the plus seven thousand Philadelphia seventy sixers don't don't do anything for no. you. That's not enticing. No. What about the plus twenty two thousand Brooklyn Nets? No, those. Two There's real value there, though. Real value if there was a if they were in the D League, you know, <laughs> they need to get relegated and just punished. Can we please have a relegation system? I don't know why that's not a thing. It's such a fantastic idea. No, can we talk about that right now? So we need to get rid of conferences. Just make one big league table. Play everybody. You know, three to four times per year, and have a relegation league. Yeah, with what the D League? Yeah, the well, D League. A lot of D League teams are subsidiaries that are are connected with. Okay, yeah. so you do away with that. I don't know. You got to figure out some way to to put to to keep keep teams interested. I, I think it would prevent tanking. First yes. of all, you'd have to totally realign the draft. The draft. Imagine Philadelphia playing two falls. You know shitty team you know like like that's like no exactly you're exactly right it's going to prevent teams from tanking because they're not going to want to because you're not going to want to get relegated because then you yeah you're exactly right then you're going to have to play the sioux falls fucking star i don't know whatever team comes out of the field jam right yeah 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 exactly exactly um Although then maybe they could put a team in Anaheim and we could watch some watch some games. That okay, whatever. That aside, I, it's fantastic. I think it's a fantastic idea. You it prevents tanking. You'd have to. I don't know. What would you have to do with the drafting the, the drafting system? Because I mean, are all teams eligible to draft players? Or you know, like I, I feel like you keep the D League and you keep the affiliates. But so say you, you know, four teams. Maybe four to six teams are relegated per year, and they have to play in the D League. Okay, we'll say four teams are relegated per year; they have to play in the D League, mm-hmm. and then so then every every year a new four is relegated to the D League. But ideally, you want to set it up so that those four teams aren't just the like the NBA teams, right? Like you know, those four teams go down, and then the other teams four go up. Like you don't want it to just be the same four. You'd want to make it competitive somehow, and yeah. so those professional, the other leagues would need to have be able to field their own teams. Maybe that's how you incorporate Europe. Yeah, international. Maybe not just Europe, but you know, you start fielding players from all over. Uh, uh, that's you know, that's those those. I don't know. It's interesting. But I, I feel like this would also be a way. So for a Champions League. You know, if the top four NBA teams get to play the top four teams from Europe, you know, in like a nice... Or make it like a North American league where you combine all of, you know, Canada. And now I'm just talking out of my ass, but I don't know. Some way to make, yeah, sort of of champions champions league. Or incorporate a, you know, a league with Europe or something. I don't know. Get some way so that they're, like, they're all in that league so that the NBA can... I don't know. We need some more changeover. I need some new blood. Yeah. You know, I I want I want more incentive. I want I want less tanking. More incentives to. I want more turnover. I guess exactly. from year from a year to year from a year, from a year to year basis because we go through these eras right in in basketball where it's, it's you know four teams for six years and then it's a new four team for you know yeah, exactly. then another four you know different four teams for the next six years and it just. I, you know, it's just the league, the way the leagues become, I guess, and that's it's it's fine, yeah. but it's it'd be nice to have a more competitive, it, more parity, right? Exactly. I guess isn't that, isn't that a thing? Some people argue against parity and then how it's why it's necessarily not necessarily a great thing, but I don't know. I think I'd like to see it. That being said, once the Lakers take their eventual places at the top of the league, I want them to stay there for <laughs> for the rest of, for the rest of time. Yeah. <laughs> and that will happen. And they will find their way back there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Okay, so <laughs> getting back to the New York Knickerbockers at plus 700. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Be- you know. I mean, I was just going through the lineups that Boston could put together. Okay, they acquired Al Horford, and then they still have Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley. And beyond that, they just have a bunch of youngsters, and I think they have 50 second-round draft picks in their back pocket. But... Honestly, what are you going to do with those? I just... That team just doesn't 
strike fear in me. I'm sorry. They don't. They don't have a number one or a number two guy in my eyes. Like they're well coached. Yeah, give them that. They'll like they'll play defense. So they they're a little gritty. They have heart, you know. But they're just that's all they are. They're not. Yeah, I, I just I'm, I feel I'm like not offensively challenged. Yeah, they're they don't have they still don't have a fourth quarter guy. No, they still don't have a guy. It's is Isaiah Thomas your guy with three minutes left and you're down six and you want him to drive into the and you want you, and Isaiah no granted he has done that many times but I'm, I mean when you're in a playoff hunt I mean if it's game six game five you know you're down three games to two in a playoff series is that it's Isaiah is you want your season resting in Isaiah Tom Isaiah Thomas's hands for Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas's hands in the last two minutes? No. no. I'm sure every Boston Celtic fan out there well, they are irrational fucking people, so maybe they won't say this, but I think deep down they know that's not what they want. They probably have a trade in them before the end of the year. They've been but the thing is they've been trying to make trades for the last fucking <laughs> five have, years. They, they have a million draft pick picks in their back pocket they've been trying to flip them in yet nobody wants their garbage draft picks and, and nobody's signing with boston no. i mean Al, okay That's i i have a great i i i like al horford but he's the third best player on a championship team uh-huh. no i don't know who's signing with they've had chances who is signing in boston i think but nobody. like i said fucking boston fans are delusional nobody wants to go there it's cold it's racist it's a small <laughs> town it is. The people there are ridiculous. You could say Laker fans are delusional for the same, almost the same points. You know, like, oh, everyone wants to play in L.A. And we've kind of been hoping this way for the past couple of years. You could yeah. say that. And I, as a Laker fan, have kind of come to terms that the ideal, like the locale of, of Los Angeles has kind of lost its appeal, especially in this age where celebrities live. They don't, you know, they, they or yeah. celebrity. I mean, not celebrities, but, you know, athletes. They play forty-two home games a year in whatever city they play, and in the off-season they go. They co- then they come to LA. Yeah. That being said, it's better than fucking Boston. And nobody, I, I don't know. Boston has had plenty of chances in the last three years to sign people, yeah. and they do have the things that LA has been saying that we needed. I, I don't know. We've been making at least I've been making excuses for LA, which is that we had nothing to be excited about. We haven't had a good crop of young stars. We've had Byron Scott as a coach who. Nobody wants to play for. Even the people that were playing for them didn't want to play oh, for them. Riddance. Right. So there's been no reason for athletes to come to L.A. Yeah. Besides, uh, nothing, you know, you, for a free agent to come to a town, you want to have a combination of a great city and something to, to, to build on. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had that. Now I think, you know, we're trending upwards. Obviously, we have a, cr- we have a crop of young guys. I want to see where this team goes. Yeah, and, and, and I definitely don't think we're going to sign a couple veterans in the next couple years that's going to push us over the top to championship contenders. But, you know, I, I definitely think our young guys are well, something to build around. And, we'll, we'll make a run. We'll definitely make a pitch for Russ uh for Russell Westbrook this year and probably KD they're both going to be free they're both going to be free agents again at the end of this year also uh, LeBron going to be a free agent at the end of this year uh, just saying he has a house in LA uh, a lot of ca- but the thing is a lot of people have houses in LA but the problem I know this is crazy talk but do I want to first of all I don't think LeBron would come to LA just because Golden State, San Antonio. You know, we're in this age now where monster free agents like that, they want to go to teams that are ready to win next year. That's just the reality of this. And he's not going to want to go and do the exact same, go, walk into the same situation that he walked into Cleveland at the beginning of last year. You know, yeah. it, which is, so that was at least a two year process. He's not going to want to do the same thing. Plus, you know, we're watching a set. It's crazy to say, but LeBron James is on the wrong side of his career. And although it would be a total, it would be a total LA move to sign a guy in his mid thirties, a mid thirties to a ridiculous contract that in two years is going to look ridiculous. I'm looking more at the baseball teams in LA, but uh, right. Problem problem is the Dodgers have been able to get out of a lot of those bad contracts. The Angels not so much. Anyways, anyway, we'll get to baseball in a second. Uh, Okay, yeah, so. Shit talking on Celtics. Check. <laughs> Pumping up Lakers. Check. Okay. All right, let's see what else we got to do. Um. Oh, getting back to the Knicks though. Getting you back know, to my value pick. I right. mean, like, I, like I'm just saying, it's, it's Brandon Jennings, um, Derek Rose, 
Carmelo Anthony, Kristaps Porzingis. You still have Joe Kim Noah, Courtney Lee, and one of the pump, and one of the Plumlee bros. <laughs> Which one we don't know. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what the Plumlee's going to bring you. Solid defense. You know, just rebounds. Rebounds. Yeah, good for a couple putbacks yeah, a game. Maybe maybe a corner, th- short corner three. Um, it, it just seems to me like that's a good of four as anybody, even against a Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, uh, Ross. I mean, it, it just seems I'm like talking about the Raptors now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying that's a great civil rape pick. cases have a tendency yeah. to bring out the best in players. You know, you talk about Kobe, oh, 2003, yeah. 2004. Derek yeah, he Rose played. He, shut people he's up. He's playing for his freedom. He is. <laughs> <laughs> no way he's gonna rape that girl. Yeah, exactly. Look, look, at, him. look at him. Look at him. Oh, look at him. Look at him go. Ooh. He's. Yeah, you know, if he's not playing well, then you know, then they know. Yeah. Then they know they got to he him. He did it. Yeah, he, he did it. Uh. Okay, rookie of the year odds. I just wanted to touch on real quick. I don't even know if I have a ton to say about this, but before they're not they're shut down a lot of places now just because Ben Simmons broke his goddamn foot. Turns out putting on thirty five pounds in the span of six months when you're nineteen years old, probably not great. Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's his, probably not great. His frail bones couldn't couldn't handle all that weight. I guess. So he's, he was plus 150, and then right behind him, Ingram, plus 650. Chris, and there's a lot of people I just didn't know. I just, I, I mainly this was a way, vehicle to yeah. bring up Ben Simmons because I'm happy once again. I, you know, I, okay, I'm not happy to see anybody injured, but the Sixers cannot draft anybody who stays healthy. No, they're the Clippers East, you know. No, no matter who they get, something's going to happen, whether they break something. It's It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's it's definitely believable at this point, and, and now it's comical. Right. Uh, I feel. I hope he. I, you know, the karma inside me wishes him a speedy recovery, and I do want to see him on the floor because I, I, you know, I, I didn't get to watch a ton of him in college, and all I've been hearing about is how he's the second coming of Jesus. So I would like to see him play, but. Uh, I'm just curious to see how much uh, how much playing time Brandon Ingram's going to get this year because uh, right. he's definitely going to be coming off the bench behind Luol Deng. Yeah, um, I think that's that's the right thing, though. Of course. I mean, Dang's obviously the vet. He's a better player. Um, and he can learn a few things, you know? He can learn... A lot of things. A many few things. Uh, yeah. The whole Lakers season is, an, is is a question mark right now. Although, did you see the video of... of you know, this is kind of... Uh, did you see that vine of Julius Randle hitting, like, what looked to be 23 pointers in a row? Oh, did he extend his range? In practice, when nobody's guarding him, right. and shoot around, okay. <laughs> it seemed like he did. I he just kept making them. Now, I that being said, if Julius Randle starts hooking up threes during games, I'm probably not going to be the happiest person. If he makes two, I'll be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> stop, stop that, stop that. <laughs> yeah, if he makes two in a row, I don't know. I, I, what's it going to take? I, it's I, you know, okay, we want. Obviously, you want your four to be able to have that kind of range, but it's hard for me to believe that seeing his jump shot from last year in games, which was just so poor and so hard to watch, it's hard for me to believe that that he's going to be ready for in-game three-pointers. So if he starts hucking them up, I don't know. Would you rather have him huck up threes or drive out of control to the basket, possibly lose the ball? I'd rather him Learn how to play do neither of those things. Right. Can I choose option C? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, deal. Uh, all right, real quick, you want to just talk, talk MLB playoff picture? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, so, I don't know if any of you guys know this yet, but there are two wild card teams from uh, each division now. Yeah. So... You were looking at one. This, everybody talks it's an even year. It's Giants, Giants season, and yet still, the World Series odds are what are they? They're plus fifteen hundred. That's that's wild. I feel like they need to be lower just for the simple fact that they have Madison Bumgarner. They won as a wild card team last time around because yeah, exactly. Madison Bumgarner is the new Mister October. Yes, he's he, Robert Ori. He he's he's going to pitch in the wild card. Card game against the Nets, potentially get into a series, and then it's anybody's ball game. 
from there. Bad news is they got to play the Cubs. Well, I don't know. Bad news for who? I, I don't know. It's it's. I like that. If I just I I, I can't do it. I told this to you already. I, I can't. I cannot put money on the Giants. It, it would literally. I would make me ill to put any money on the Giants. Now, if I didn't they have, have the best value in the National League, and no doubt, just, no doubt, I feel like all the signs are pointing towards you know it's 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 worth a shot. No know? doubt, no doubt. They definitely have. Uh, Definitely have the best value, and if I was if I was a gambling man, I'd I'd, I'd throw that in there. Cubs are overwhelming odds to win the World Series at plus one fifty. All right, who do you like? That you like? Who, I mean, if you go into your head, you're gonna make a pick. Who who would you pick? Do you from from either division? Yeah, just pick a winner. Um, this might be Texas's year. I'm gonna go with Texas Rangers. So Texas, uh, is, you think, is gonna beat who? The Cubs? Uh, the Cubs. Um, Cubbies haven't. You know, I mean, they were definitely in the hunt last year, but. Texas is one of those teams they've been around the last five years and just haven't been able to get it done. Um, I feel like they're a hot team and they can they swing the bat very well. If the only problem is is uh, their bullpen isn't as good. So, uh, but the Texas I know Texas leads uh, the majors in like run differential or something. Not even run differential. They've won uh, like thirty five games decided by one run. So I mean they know how to win close ball games. They have power hitting. Um, I'm just going Texas Rangers, kinda of going out there on a on a limb. Alright. The kid is choosing the Homer pick of all time. The Doyers are you're gonna be oh, your two thousand sixteen World Series champions. And here's why. The biggest the glaring, <laughs> the glaring weakness in their game is left handed pitching can't they can't they for some reason they can't hit left-handers because they have a whole crop of left pretty much their entire batting lineup is left-handed right. problem is washington has no left-handed pitchers on their team so i don't think that's and i don't know this just feels for all the reasons you laid out for texas this feels like a dodgers year for me i like their lineup they have the rookie of the year on they got the nl rookie of the year on their team puig's coming hot since he got called back since once he's Got after, done. Is got Seager? done. Is Seager the Corey Seager is run run away with the National League Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Puig's coming on after you know doing his thing in Tulsa, just partying, partying like an animal. Him. Yeah, remember um, that he loves baseball and getting that. Yeah, you know, and it's just a good. It's it's just a good blend of 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 young young bucks and some veteran presence in Utley, uh, Utley, Adrian Gonzalez. Josh Reddick, who they just signed, yeah, um, you know, and Kirsch, and, and you still have best pitcher in the National League, my Lo- opinion, lowest whip of all time in a in a single season since like nineteen hundred, I think. This Kershaw, season. Kershaw, was like every year, you know, and since he came back, since he came back from that back injury, uh, he's he's been lights out still. Problem is the Dodgers, they whenever he gets on the mound, they don't give him any fucking run support. That needs to change. Yeah, they have an incredible offense. The Redbeard, Justin Turner. I just really like that team. Their bullpen has come has, has come alive. Uh, Washington is on the wrong side. Uh, they're they're got no Strasburg, no Bryce Harper. You know, still have yeah. they still have Scherzer, who is is one of the top five pitchers in baseball. I think they can. I think they can win that series. I think Kershaw finally gets the monkey off his back of of you know not playing well in October, and then. You know they gotta, you know, just take it one series at a time. But I think I think this is their year. They've been hanging around four years in a row. They've won the division. They've been in and out. They've been in the playoffs for five of the last six, six of the last seven, something like that. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, the curse is still alive in Chicago. Nothing would excite me more than to see than to see San Francisco, LA Dodgers in a in a in the conference series. I don't know. Would that be the NLCS? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, you'd want to see that because then you wouldn't have to face the Chicago Cubs. However, it would still be great. I'm saying that would just it would it would both it'd be like watching San the Lakers Fran- and the Celtics. San Francisco just swept the Dodgers this last series. Uh, yeah, dude, that hurt. God, that hurt. That hurts my that hurt my balls. Were the Dodgers just taking it easy going into the postseason? Like, I don't know, like, what, dude. What I don't. On? I don't know. But obviously, losing three in a row to your biggest rival of all time going into the playoffs is not great. But dude, that hurts because you win. Dodgers win one of those games. 
and the Giants are not in the playoffs. Yeah. How often do you have that chance? Win one out of three games and you keep knock, your knock your rival. You out. do the entire league a favor and you don't have the even year Giants yeah. in the playoffs. So you have to win one fucking game, dude. And they didn't even lose. They didn't even just get swept. They were not in any of the games. They was not even close. That hurt. It definitely hurt. Uh, but you know, it was either it was either the the Giants or the Cards who. No, who kicked the shit out of the yeah. Dodgers every time they play in the playoffs? So, it's it. Is, it was that, pick your poison. Yeah, the lesser of the two evils. Right. Well, I just want to say congratulations on you know making it to the most exciting part of the MLB season. I playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> uh, it's been a long season, and I struggled through watching the best player of our generation on, on yeah. the Angels. Okay, real quick. Come on, what do you? Is he going to stick with the Angels? What do you think? If you were him, would you? No, unless the Angels were giving him $40 million a year, which I heard there's talks of us giving him a ridiculous contract. I'd, I'd be so sad if they let him walk unless it was to... I mean, I feel like if he leaves, he's going to the Yankees. I, what other team? Would you he... know what? <laughs> it, it, I don't know if this is blasphemous to be to say, but like, I, if there was any team that I would want him to go to... I would want him to go to the. And this I'm I'm actually an Angel fan. I, w- I would love for him to stay in, a, in in at the Angels, but if I'm him, what? What's keeping you in, why? in Anaheim right now? Our, our front office has been a mess. We haven't put anybody around them. And there's and nothing in the pipeline. Nothing in the pipeline, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be getting better in the next couple years. That's exactly what, that's exactly what I mean. There's nothing to be excited. There's no there's nothing in the pipeline. So, Which is why I'm saying congratulations, because I'm a sad Angels fan over here. If you so. want, just send them over to the Dodgers, man. Come on. Do it. Who who do you give up? Who do you give up? Corey Seager, Jock Peterson, and Julio Urias. But... Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. I would uh, do that. Even then, I still don't know I would do that. I, 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 we just build around him? I would, hold on. Like, I don't even know why I hesitated. Yes. I would 100% do that. Artie Moreno just needs to open up his what? Who says no? Who says no to that trade? <laughs> to the old Bill Simmons. Marlon. Marlon says no. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. All right. Poddy Dangerfield, the new GM of the Angels, says uh, says no go. That Honestly, though, that would help. That would. I don't know who says no to that team, which says no to that trade. Fucking Angels need young players to be – not and not just one. We got Andrelton Simmons. Daniel Nava's not that young, even though I think he was a 28-year-old rookie this year. Okay, let me say to you, Marlon, what most everybody in Anaheim has been saying for the end of last year. Who? <laughs> who? Who is that? No, exactly. <laughs> who is uh, that you're talking about? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Better times are ahead. That's a de- depressing topic. That's a de- hopefully you're not. We're not on. We're not at the 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 front end of a 108-year curse. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, well, Have we run out of gas? I think so. All right. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. So sad. All right. That concludes episode. Duh. Right. Uh, Unless what, what? What? You got anything to plug? No. Uh, no. My sponsorships didn't come through. Damn it. Oh yeah. This week. Yeah. We're working on some sponsors. We're working out some contracts. Uh, we we'll, we might have we might have we might have to make uh, pay some bills next week, but. Stay tuned for episode 3 of the TBD podcast. Until then, yours truly, Michael, Mikey K, a.k.a. Michael Kors, a.k.a. Two Pod Shakors. And Stack Bundles, a.k.a. Potty Dangerfield, or by my government name, Marlon Buttram. Your slave name? We'll edit that out. <laughs> Hit me up on at Michael Kors Twitter. Tell your friends. We're buying beer next week. Marlon is. Alright. Deuces. Casual. You know he's chillin'. Yo, pack love, he gotta be chillin'. J Biz, you know he's chillin'. Hey yo, man, my, my man Scoop is chillin'. Yo, Mike G, you know he's here chillin'. Yeah, my man Mike P, you know we gotta chillin'. Yo, the funky homo.